And now we get a chat with uh, with Cam Moon, who's play by play man here on six thirty. Chad for the Edmonton Oilers, who called uh, last night's game. And I'm going to leave it up to you first, uh, Cam. Do you want to talk meatloaf or do you want to talk Oilers? Meatloaf, please. Because <laughs> that was painful last night. Uh, do you do you have memories? Did, were you a little shocked when you heard about this? Yeah, I was a little shocked. I, I thought, and, and I wasn't. Uh, a huge fan of meatloaf growing up, but the, the first album bad out of hell was, uh, I don't know. I, I think a real, uh, you classic album yeah. one that, yeah. Even if, if that wasn't your, your jam, it, it's still one that you knew about. It was going to be part you, of your world in some way. Or yes. Right? Yes. And then I really, actually I thought meatloaf's role in fight club as Robert Paulson was, was unbelievable. I, you know, the guy was, yeah. it wasn't just the one trick pony, for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned that this morning, because he was also an actor, he was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, but that 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 role in, in Fight Club, just totally out, though, you know, not at all yeah. what anybody expected. And for the longest time, a lot of people didn't even realize that was Meatloaf in that role. Yeah. Uh, just uh, <laughs> this sad, big man. Yeah, and that's, that. hey, that's, it's a sign of a good actor, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he can come completely out of nowhere. Uh, okay, well, we, we still have some time. So. All right. <laughs> Look, what what the heck happened last night? Everything was just rocking in oh. the first period. They were pounding the shots on net. They were getting great chances. They have two of the best offensive players in the world, if not the two best. Uh, and, and yet they still couldn't put a, a goal past Bobrovsky. you got to give him his credit, all that, blah, blah, blah. What happened in your mind? Well... You're right. It was a very good start. They outshoot Florida 17 to 7 in that first period. Outchanced them heavily. And it looked to me in that first period, and maybe I'm off, but, but I don't think I am, that it was very inspired. Like, I was watching Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in particular in that first period, and, and they looked like they were on a mission. Uh, I, Connor had some incredible rushes, uh, some plays that didn't quite connect, but nonetheless, there was, it looked like a lot of drive and determination. Uh, it looked to me like, like dry side was fighting extra feisty, like all these things where you're like, wow, okay, well, you get through the first period, you're not winning, but you're not losing and you played well. So in my mind, I'm like, if they stay at, at that level, at, at they're going to be fine because it's, it's going to eventually go their way. And I should have known better that the Florida Panthers would push back in the second period. And they did. And I guess, you know, I expected them to, I just didn't see it going South the way it did in the third period. And, and Florida gets a couple of goals, one of them on the power play. And that one, it just seemed to be disheartening. Uh, and certainly the second goal in the second period that made it, uh, that made it two nothing. That was that. It kind of let the air out of the bag a little bit, and then the third period just it, like it, the last five minutes went real south. So, very disappointing. Could you see a deflation? Could you see like was there a visible change from point A to point B from from bringing it from going hard of the net from playing well to then that first goal? It was was there actually just could you see a moment? Looking back, I. I think it was just a bit of a, a, a slow dissolve. It was a, it, it, through the second period, and then in the third. Okay, you're down to nothing, but if you if you get the next one, especially in the first half of the third. So I still thought there was some push there. Uh, if you get it in the first half of the third, and you're sitting at two one, and you're one shot away with half a period to go or so, 
I mean, he's still in a pretty good spot. Maybe the third goal, that might have been the one that, that, that really did it. And, and that was, you know, seven minutes and change into the third period. And then, I mean, the last five minutes, just, it was, you know, it was a throwaway. And, yeah. and that's unfortunate. So, oh, and hey, I can Florida credit. They're one of the best teams in the league. And until they had lost to Calgary on Tuesday, they were 8 0 and 1 in nine games and had scored 54 goals in that time. So we shouldn't be overly shocked that they're an offensive juggernaut. But, it doesn't. It doesn't make it hurt any less. And Sergey Bobrovsky, who that was his first shutout of the season, but the thirty-fifth of his career, he earned it. I mean, the Oilers finished with forty shots, and that, that might have been one of the best chances of the game. But you're right. If they get some some sort of positivity out of the first period, other than playing well, but I mean something positive on the scoreboard, it can it changes the mindset not only of the Oilers going into the intermission, but certainly of the Panthers too. They've got to change their game a little bit and maybe they got to open up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. And I thought the Oilers generated momentum on their first power play in the first period. You don't always have to score on the power play for it to be in my mind, successful. If you generate uh, a lot of opportunities, you will get momentum off of that. But in the second period, they had a couple, and they didn't get much going there. And conversely, if if you have one that isn't really good, it can kind of generate momentum the other way, quite honestly. So I thought in the second period, the power plays weren't quite as good as that one in the first period. But yeah, that that chance by Pulley RV late, like oh, it was it was you just wanted it so bad. You could feel that the crowd wanted it so bad that. You know, to actually, you know, score first, which, I mean, it's not the end-all and be-all, but it's mind-numbing that uh, it's only happened four times in the last 27 games. And, and no big deal. Calgary's coming in on tomorrow. <laughs> so that, that's going to uh, – I don't know what that's going to do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to amp up the uh, whatever, the, the, the pressure in the whole situation, certainly the, uh, the intensity – uh, within the province, but you know you get a huge rivalry game like that. Uh, they haven't played Calgary since you know right at the start of the season. So, yeah, I, I, it's it, something's got to change. I mean, they they talked after the game, and, and I have to agree. You got you to stick with it. Like you can't. You have to just. You have to play as hard as you possibly can, and then you, you need to do that from start to finish. But a lot of things. It's not one thing. It's a lot of different things that, that need to be better, like all the things you just mentioned, Morley. So I hope that I hope that turns around to, on uh, tomorrow night. Well, and we'll see whether it comes out with a win. But at this point, if if I kinda, and it's not like a throwback. Oh, I just want to. I want to like a scrap fest. Uh, go, but I, I you got to think. You talked about the the intensity that Drysaddle had last night, and if you that stuff's got to boil over at some point. You know, they're they're, they're talking the thing about you, know, you just got to keep to it. But man, their yeah. frustration and their their inner fury has to be almost ready to boil over. And that to me, in a battle of Alberta, seems like a like a, a perfect <laughs> recipe that the ingredients are all there. Yeah, and I'm sure Matthew Kachuk will uh, add a little to that. Oh, he'll too rub it in Saturday. like crazy, right? Oh yeah. So if something's going to boil over, uh, he might be the one that that helps it go over the top. So hey, if they're yeah, smart, they don't poke the bear. They just let him. 
Don't bump yeah. them. Just, just let the Oilers be who they are. We'll just beat them and leave. If, they, if Calgary even think they would want it to be no kind of intensity. That, <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't think that'll be the case. I don't so. think so either, no. Oh, yeah. yeah at least, at the, at the very least, the intensity of the game and, and the intensity of the play, much like the first period last night. Like, gone are the days where we could expect a bunch of uh, fights and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that that's long gone. Uh, you don't see it much in the NHL, and, and today's player isn't isn't wired the same way as it was in the mid-'80s for sure. So if, if you're expecting that tomorrow, I, you're probably going to be disappointed. But but intensity in the game, it like finishing checks, playing physical, battling hard, uh, winning those battles along the wall when when it's a 50-50 puck, that kind of thing. So it has to happen. It, I, quite honestly, if, if it doesn't, they'll, they'll have no chance of winning. Calgary plays a pretty physical game. Like That's just the way they're built, and that's the way they, they play. And if you don't match it, well, you don't have much chance unless you can you know, absolutely outskill them. But they got, they got pretty good skill at the top end, too. So... It, it's going to be a good test. It really is. And the nice thing is they don't have to wait a week and change to play. Like we just had this incredibly long stretch of just one game in 15 days. At least they get right back at it. And, and hopefully can erase the third period of last night. I wish I could erase it. Oh, I'd like to wipe the hard drive on that, let me tell you. Yeah, so hopefully they can just get right back at it tomorrow. Okay, uh, we're running short on time. It also would be nice to get Nuge and Hyman back in the lineup. That would also help, too, if you have the full team ready to go. I mean, that's going to... And Mike Smith. And Mike Smith, obviously. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we shall see. Uh, tomorrow should be an interesting game. Cam Moon, thanks, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.